I, I, you know what I'll do that I haven't done lately is start like start the podcast officially. Okay. So uh, welcome to Things About Things. This is Haley. I'm Jason, and we're going to talk about Israel and Palestine. Whoa. I mean, I had a list yeah. of what we could talk about, and then you threw that at me, and I knew it was a yes right away, but I was also like, oh boy. Yeah, the things you suggested were like here, and yeah. then that was like here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anytime, anytime it's controversial, anytime it involves uh, human rights, yeah. it always is going to be like obviously more important than a list of like cool themes uh you know yeah but what 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 do we want to talk about i mean i've 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 got plenty of thoughts but what led you to what brought you to think that well i think in part because it's such a big story right now and everybody's got an opinion on it and i think you have a very interesting i expect that you have a very interesting perspective as a jewish person okay who was a pastor yeah. who also has kind of um, progressive ideas about okay. politics, society, and things like that. So there seems to be a, a juxtaposition or a dichotomy here that yeah. maybe you would have a very nuanced perspective on this issue. So I'm, oh, I'm very curious. Oh, you were thinking about what I think. I yes. was, and I'm here wondering what you yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's really, that's really, I just was so curious about. Uh, what your thoughts would be, and because I, I value your perspective, and oh. I think you have a, a an interesting uh, point of reference that a lot of other people do not necessarily have. Oh, Haley, Haley, Haley. <laughs> All right, so I'll start. I definitely, even though you're wanting to hear my perspective, I want to hear your perspective totally. But I'll start by saying it it can be such a tension because of the difference between when i when i think as my true self as a neutral human me human not what the a religion would tell me or even what the news if you just turn on a random channel what i feel and then there's also what when i actually try to study the true history that feeling is kind of confirmed Okay, but then there's all these other voices that t- have told me what I'm supposed to feel mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> about it, and that's the toughie for me because. So, uh, but I think I just want to start by saying, like, I don't think there's any way that you and I in an hour could accurately, fully discuss this no. and say, "Here's the full <laughs> history. Here's the full context. Here's the truth of everything that's ever happened there." Right, so we should start maybe by saying that. And neither of us are experts. <laughs> neither in, one of us are experts. Any way, shape, or form. Disclaimer. But, like, but I think it's good to talk about because a lot of times people just think if they like a picture on yeah. somebody posted, then that's their work that they've done. Right. So, but anytime, anytime. I mean, it's almost like I'm speechless right now mm. because I see a picking of sides, and even though. When it's time to really pick a side, that's fine. But before that, I just want to be like, there are a lot of people, innocent people, that have been murdered, abused, on 
and I, I don't even want to really use the word sides, but I can't think of a better way of saying I on think both that's sides fair. or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a physical truth yeah. on both sides of a wall or on yeah. a border or whatever, a manufactured border. And I think the divisiveness of the issue has created sides where there wouldn't necessarily have to be sides. Yeah. People are forcing you to pick a side. They're urging you, you know, you need to decide whose side you're on. You can't be neutral. You can't have a nuanced opinion. Right. You're either this side or you're this side. And and and, and that's why I was wanting to say before discussing that, I'm actually the fullest side is there are dead people. Yeah. And the people that killed the people shouldn't have killed them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. Right? But then if you want to really get into the somewhat more of the details, and that's one of the things for years I was afraid to do. Yeah. Right? Um, so by me being Jewish, I'll start there because it's about me and not about acting like I know the issues. Yeah. Uh, I didn't grow up being told what it even meant to be Jewish. So I didn't even understand that. And there was never a discussion about Israel versus Palestine. It was just like, we're Jewish. Don't forget we're Jewish. And we were a Los Angeles Jews from Lithuania. And so, uh, the, the European Jew, which I was told is the Jewish people, the Hebrew people from the middle East in around 70 AD Rome, who had already kind of taken over that part of the world. That was just like the latest empire when in the Jesus times. Um, and then before that, there were plenty. And after that, there have been plenty. <laughs> and they, they like completely destroyed Israel. And the Jewish people fled. I now know they didn't all leave. Right. But my people left. And then when they moved, and this is a couple thousand years, then you like live in another part of the world. And then you... Um, there's like a blending of, of, you know, intermarriage and, and people start to look different over time because the people who were in Lithuania and Romania, those are my people. It's like, so they start, they look like me now. And so I was just told, yeah, but we're Jewish. And then it turns out if we want to go to Israel, we can go anytime we want. As a matter of fact, we can live there if we want. And I always knew I could go there. And it was because our people were forced out and it's been 2000 years, but now we're allowed to go back. That's all I knew. Okay. Okay. And that's, and it's just from that story. I was just like, cool, because I can go there and I have this connection with my people's history. Right. And if that's all you knew, I'd be like, yeah, go and see. It's, that's where you're from, man. Even if it's from thousands of years ago, it's a really cool feeling. Yeah. It's a part um, of yourself. It's a part of me, right. And then if you add some faith dimensions to that and the fact that it's this uh, holy land and, you know, like in, in, in Hebrew language, the city of Jerusalem means like the dwelling place of the peace of God or the city of peace. And then in Arabic, it's codes, al-codes, and it means like the, the holy city. Um, so, you know, you have Christianity, you've got Judaism, you've got Islam, you've got Baha'i. You've got different version like sects or denominations within all that, and they want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a very popular place amongst most of the religions. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but what I didn't know was that this what was described as this ongoing struggle that goes back from like to like the biblical days, um, 
even though I still think that there's some truth to that struggle, mm-hmm. uh, before the United Nations formed Israel in 1948, that struggle was, it was like there were, there were Arab people living there. Right. Some of them were Christians. Some of them were Muslims. Some of them were Jews. Some of them maybe not those. Mm-hmm. But, and I think it might not be accurate to simply just go, and they were just living in peace and it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be a bit of a stretch. Right. But it wasn't what it is now right. for the reasons it is now. Yeah. And what I think happened is uh, United Nations just like, what is it? Britain had controlled it, the latest empire. And then they left. Mm -hmm. And then the UN was like, hey, the Holocaust survivors could go there because they don't have a place to be. Right. So there's where you have what I think is and again, my opinion, based on me being Jewish, mm. a legitimate idea. Okay. Like, okay, millions of people were murdered and that's bad. And it wasn't just Hitler. It was Stalin and it was sort of a Russian <laughs> Empire thing. Get rid of the Jews. Right. And I know a lot of Jewish people that are like, they still think the world is out to get us all. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is see one horrible racist thing or whatever you call it. I guess it'd be racism, but like anti-Semitic yeah. to justify that feeling. And my mom still to this day doesn't even like it that I talk about me being Jewish. Interesting. Yeah. So there was like an assimilation into like white America. Right. In my mom's generation or maybe her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, this is all, you know, from my perspective and my opinion, but then where I think there was a major flaw of, is like, hey, there are already people living there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you get to that, it's like how it happened. Like, mm-hmm. but the, but you know what I mean. Like the thought of like, hey, here's these people. They're originally from here. They dispersed all around the <laughs> world, and now there's like, they're all over the place. Barely, barely survived. Genes, absolute genocide. Yeah. Let's find them a, a spot. Right. And that's all I was ever told. Yeah. And then there was even a phrase, I can't remember, but it was like, um, a people with no land on a land with no people. Mm. Uh, that was a lie. Yeah, there were already people there. There were people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, I wasn't alive at that, but like retroactively. Right. So, what you, in my opinion, what you have is a mixture. And this is what I think a problem with a lot of um, when... Re- uh, Church and state, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to say it, faith, yeah. faith tradition and, and state or, or country kind of combine into just the agenda of that, of their, their nation or their, you know, or their people. Yeah. And so 1948 seemed to start a whole nother category. All of a sudden, a whole bunch of people that look like me show up. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, I can imagine them going, the people that were living there going like, what is going on? Like, yeah. How come you guys are all here right away and you took our land? It's one thing to be like, hey, there's a whole bunch of people that need some help. Yeah. But they just sort of were there and they were in charge all of a sudden of mm-hmm. this country that was just formed. So I, you know, I don't know where to go. Uh, 
from there except and then i'll pass it back to you <laughs> but like <laughs> it's the power that is the problem to me yeah. less about individuals that have differences of opinion of their faith tradition mm -hmm. or the language that should be spoken or the food that should be eaten what those are things that can be tough and <clears throat> yes when individuals hurt other individuals that's not good right but to me this really the essence of it is about power false power structure over other people mm -hmm. um leading to a rev a revolt or a fight uh, coming back at you like if you if the power hurts you for too long and you're going to try yeah. to fight back yeah i think that's a, an important point here is a, an oppressed people at some point mm -hmm. have essentially two options they can either be oppressed into oblivion where they no longer exist anymore or in most cases I think oppressed people eventually will rise up against that oppression. They will say no more. We have nothing more to lose. Uh, we, we're willing to fight for a higher standard of life. Um, but I think at this point in history, we have an interesting problem where we have these two groups who have a, a shared but sep separate sense of ownership over this land. Yeah. And the conflict between these two groups makes it virtually impossible for them to live in peace because of all of the violent history that's occurred over the last however long. Um, so you have both groups, they're established there now. It feels like home. Who are we to say either one doesn't belong at this point? Um, so yeah. it's, it's tricky. Yeah, because I think of like a, an Israeli who maybe their family's only been there since 1948. Right. But it's like, now they're a few, two, three generations in. They're just born and raised there. Yeah. They didn't That's home to mean them. to do this. And yeah. Or like you and I, we live on land that used to belong to the native, the indigenous people. Yeah. It was completely stolen. I don't like that that happened. I don't want to that. I don't want that to have happened. It has happened. I'm on their land. I have a house. Yeah, and it would be unrealistic to say, "Oh, let's completely upend the entire structure that we've created here, the infrastructure, the government, all of these things. Let's unravel all of this history that's happened and give everything back to the Native Americans." That's just so unrealistic. It's unrealistic, even though it might be some sort of nice ideal or something. Yeah, but and it, a utopia. <laughs> yeah, if you do that. It would displace us. And yeah, at this point, we have been here for generations. And yeah. it doesn't discredit the atrocities that happened to the Native Americans. But we're at a point in history where we have this shared yeah. sense of ownership over the land. I feel like this is a... I'm certainly not an expert in world history, but yeah. I've studied a lot of world history. Mm -hmm. And it seems like this modern question has come up that didn't used to come up at least my understanding of history is it used to be to the victor goes the spoils right if you go in and your empire stronger because you have better weapons mm -hmm. you win yeah uh that's why they call you the country named after you now right and now now like i i'd like to believe that humans are progressing in their thought and evolving or growing or whatever word i'm supposed to use right there yeah because we're now thinking, well, what do we do about the fact that we were wrong? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there was a huge 
period of history where that imperialistic idea was very prevalent and different yeah. nations were trying to go and invade other territories yeah. to expand their, their ownership of land. And now we're at a point where it's less prevalent. But you do still see it. I mean, we're seeing it with Russia and Ukraine. We're seeing it again yeah. with the Israeli I think we're at a really interesting transition of human history yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that's why I think it feels so polarizing. Right. And in my in my mind, the polarization is less about one issue, and it's about this issue, yeah. like this bigger, like, are we going to keep moving forward as a human species where? whoever has the biggest weapons just takes whatever they want. Yeah. Or are we going to be thinking through like how we, how this should be, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I think we should acknowledge just cause we're on this. I think, I don't know if this is right, but I think historically, I think the genocide that happened on this land is bigger than the Holocaust. I, I would think so. In I terms of number of exactly murders. That. Yeah. And as a Jewish guy, I'm not trying to de- belittle the holocaust when i say right. that i'm trying to show how humongous there yeah. was here mm-hmm. that's my point but for the holocaust you know to to have an entire people group not just the people group from one country yeah. but an entire dna line to try to be erased mm-hmm. is a major thing and i think that's where you see some of the pushback from jewish people right now yeah where they're like hey hold on before we get all mad about everything remember mm-hmm. what almost rem- there are people alive that were part of this this yeah. is but and that's why to me it's important to talk about a of government power structure designed mm-hmm. to do something as opposed to jewish people right does that make sense yeah the country known as israel mm-hmm in my understanding, again, I only follow the news sources that I follow, and I could be way off on this, so I just am sorry. But I think they have come in, and their government structure might be sort of in the name of God, but isn't following the ways of the Hebrew scriptures of how God is, hmm. unless you count the parts of then they went in and killed everybody and took their land. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh hey, maybe it's right on brand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's it's like government power structure over people dehumanizing people. Mm-hmm. And and when you dehumanize a pers- uh, people group, that's a, that's what the Holocaust essence is, I think. Yeah. I think that's why somebody in the name of Christianity could come to this country and murder millions of indigenous people and enslave and abuse mm-hmm. and murder millions of African people. Right. Because if you make it seem as if they're not fully human, you can you just do what you got to do. Yeah. And same with the Jews. And mm-hmm. same with the Palestinians. Yeah. I think this is where I come back to that idea of hating that our culture in particular is trying to force us to pick sides yeah. because I think it is so much more nuanced than just saying one side is totally right, one side, and one side is totally in the wrong. Yeah. I think we can both say, or we can say that both sides have committed horrible atrocities to the other side. Yeah. Um, and I think it's unfair to completely dehumanize or, um, criticize israel for their part in it because there's such an embedded um memory of the holocaust and of anti-semitism across the world um and the mantra 
since then has always been never again. Yeah. You know, that's been sort of uh, embedded in them. We're not going to let this happen again. So any threat to that people group on a mass scale, like what happened uh, with Palestine, I think triggers yeah. that, that yeah, yeah, fight yeah. response. And so I, I totally get it. I yeah, understand like they're where killing it's coming us from. And we said never again, so we've got yeah. to end this right we're, now. We're not going to let this happen But Hamas anymore. was... Again, my understanding. I feel like I need yeah. to say it because I have a li- very limited understanding. Yeah, right. right. Um, me being Jewish doesn't make me an expert on Israel-Palestine. That's what I'm really trying to say. <laughs> uh, but why was Hamas formed? Right. right. Well, I mean, they were democratically elected by mm-hmm. Palestinian people. Yeah. So we can't discredit that either. If we, if we as the United States want a democracy in that area, right now Israel is our only yeah. democratic nation state in that region uh if we want more democracy spread across the middle east and the palestinian people did elect democratically hamas a terrorist organization to that position of power um i think we have to be very careful in how we handle that as a country if we try and dismantle it we're not really on the side of democracy are we no it would be like (laughs) they're just our enemies yeah to be fair since Hamas was elected, they haven't held any elections, so we're kind of on the fringes of the idea of democracy at that point. You're not really a democracy if you're not holding regular elections. Even if one day a long time ago somebody voted right. you in? Uh, so <laughs> it's a it's a delicate system, but I think there's a there's something to be said that the Palestinian people decided this group of people, this is who we want to lead us. And there have been a lot of humanitarian things coming from Hamas to the Palestinian people, which shouldn't be ignored. Um, they are supplying things like food and welfare and things like that. Um, so it's mm. it's complicated, you know. They're doing good things for the Palestinian people, but they're also enacting horrific terrorism acts. Yeah, and I think we need to acknowledge that there are a lot of people in the world that view our country as led by a terrorist organization. <laughs> yeah. And that we have done a lot of damage through military in the world. Yeah. Um, I know that the average American doesn't really like to think about it that way. Right. Um, And that certainly doesn't justify someone coming and killing us as Americans, which I think is the essence of what I'm trying to get at is Mm -hmm. there's a difference between American citizens and the atrocities that the American government has done over the course of its history. Yeah. There's a difference between... A Jewish person or an Israeli citizen versus the government. There's a difference between an Arab person. Well, first of all, I think we need it for for people watching that maybe haven't been educated on this. Not all Arabs are Muslims. Right. Not all Muslims are Arabs. Mm-hmm. Even though the the Islamic faith tradition started in the Arabic language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's still very prevalent. And it's still very prevalent. But I think recently. Africans became the numeric dominant number of Muslims in the world. Yeah. Whether or not they speak Arabic, with the exception of with the Quran, mm-hmm. needs to be in Arabic. Yeah. That doesn't, I don't know exactly why that would be the case, but my guess would be because of the close proximity of the Middle East to Africa, and there are a lot of. Um, Islamist terrorist cells across particularly northern Africa. Um, well, even before, like when Islam first started and spreading, it had its own 
version of the crusade like they they weren't yeah. always the good guys right they the uh, islam spread and then the africans were used to mm-hmm. advance them mil- through military yeah but again that's the, that's the essence of what it, really what i'm trying to say is that's not what true islam is right and yeah. all <laughs> my muslim friends they would be like yeah you're not supposed to do that yeah right exactly. just like all my true christian friends and my true jewish friends mm-hmm. they're like Going around and killing people and taking their stuff isn't what this faith is. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, just like, you know, this this argument of Jerusalem being the capital mm-hmm. versus Tel Aviv. Yeah. Versus, as, as a faith, if you only filter it through faith, and that's what I have the most experience with. I'm not good at politics. and Yeah. Jerusalem doesn't, like, there being a capital is based on sort of like capitalism thinking. Like, Jerusalem is a holy city. Yeah. As opposed to like, what's the capital where you do all your business? It's like, I don't know that part. I'll let y'all argue over that. Jerusalem's supposed to be a holy place Mm -hmm. where, you know, Abraham brought his son and a lot of things. Mm -hmm. A lot of things happen there. In, In the Hebrew scriptures, in the New Testament... And the Quran, a lot of things happen there and show up there for holy reasons, Mm -hmm. as opposed to this is now the capital of this state that was created in 1940. I don't know that. I don't. And I think that's a, it's an abuse of power. Yeah. Well, it's, it's trying to legitimize the Israeli state and delegitimize the Palestinian state. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. It's a, it's very political. It's, it has nothing to do with the importance of Jerusalem as a holy place or as a significant cultural site or anything like that is completely political and I think has added to the divisiveness of the I region. So. Yeah, the fact that I have a friend who's Syrian mm-hmm. and it's our goal to go to the Dome of the Rock and the Western Wall mm-hmm. together and pray and just be people who human beings who show up at a holy city and we pray together. Yeah. And and instead of it being like the difference in some of the bullet points of what it is we yeah. why or how even or how yeah. yeah. We just are going how about that? You That'd know? be really cool. Yeah. yeah. And cuz like well, I just I just want to be a person of peace, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't want if I have like let's say 10 things on a list that we I'm just like I don't think I see it like that. Why would that make him my enemy? Yeah. And why wouldn't I still want to pray with him or mm-hmm. you know, and I have other friends that they're not into any of the monotheistic stuff, but then they have like intentionality of their spirituality. And I love being that with them yeah. instead of like, oh, you view it that way, we're enemies now. Yeah. Or we now I want to kill you? Like what? So this yeah. in in my mind, I think the current argument of what's been happening has almost nothing to do with God. Oh, no, not at all. But the name of God is evoked a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think that God's involved in doing these things, Mm. approving of these things from either side. Right. Uh, But I think that whenever there's an oppressed people who's fighting back, even if even if what they're doing is ethically, morally wrong, you got to mm-hmm. zoom out and go, why do they feel the need to fight back? Yeah, yeah, we can't completely, you know, 
criticize or yeah um, you, you see know, one dehumanize. person throw something you go yeah. see that's the problem it's like oh hold on yeah a 14 year old throwing a rock is the problem yeah uh why are they throwing the rock yeah i think it's it's tough um because i mean what what is an oppressed people supposed to do um yeah but then on the other hand we also have to say what is israel supposed to do yeah in in this instance as well i mean i feel like both sides were at a at a point where what what could you do once it escalates right? yeah it's so hard to know and, and now it's just let's slaughter as many people as possible um and and that's you know the the true tragedy here is that it's i don't know that anybody knows what they're fighting for at this point yeah maybe 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 uh the palestinians are fighting for their freedom their right to be there and peacefully and safely Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know, but I don't think that I don't think that Judaism did this, and I no. don't think that Islam did this. I no. think politics did this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, policies, or maybe zooming out of what politics is like, the desire for dominance. Mm. The because uh, I, I think policies are just how you go about doing that desire. Right. We we think we're better than them. We want them out. They mean nothing to us. This is how we do They're it. animals. Yeah. Here's how. So yeah. we'll make this. And I'm saying, you could just say that about the United States just as much as Israel. Oh, yeah. Plenty well, of places. Plenty of places around <laughs> the world. False power. Yeah. Um, it's just easy. You know, like we are American citizens, so we know more about how mm. America has done that yeah. than how other countries have right yeah i think now it's i mean a, a lot of people are calling for a ceasefire they're saying everybody should just stop because uh, yeah. we have a humanitarian crisis now we have thousands and thousands of people yeah. of civilians who are dead um the infrastructure of these places is completely destroyed mm -hmm. um they're without you know connection to the outside world without uh, basic resources um so the the call is for a ceasefire and it doesn't look very promising like that is really uh going to happen and if it does even if it does let's say theoretically for a minute that we have a utopian scenario where there is a ceasefire and both sides hold to the agreement what then then what yeah what happens how do you how do you remedy this when both sides are so deeply hurt so deeply they feel so deeply justified in you know what's going on um or what what has been done do you have any suggestions <laughs> no no not really it's, come on Haley. it's so it's so hard to to imagine a, a path forward yeah. because of how much trauma is there um yeah and i think it's it's impossible to move forward unless both sides are acknowledged for the pain that they've incurred there has to be a period oh, of grief, you know? Yeah. I don't think either side has had the opportunity to grieve. Um, and there's been such huge losses. Um, All right. So I want to go in the religious route for a moment. Yeah. Because I think that sometimes what I've seen is verses from the Hebrew scriptures, or old, aka Old Testament, mm -hmm. sometimes verses from the New Testament. I'm less familiar with how someone would use verses from the Quran just because I'm less familiar with the Quran. Right. Uh, but if you, if you're with, if you kind of, at least from my mind, stick with me on my theory of this isn't about God and faith traditions. It's about an agenda, but that agenda sometimes uses the Bible verses 
yeah. to get their agenda. Justification. Right? Justification yeah. by using Bible verses that, and let's just say for the sake, you know, everybody watching, listening might have different beliefs on what the what the Bible is, if it's true. Sure. But just let's just give the benefit of the doubt of there are people who believe it's true. Yeah. And those people aren't necessarily the bad guys. They just have their own faith. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily the ones with the missiles. Yeah. Right? And so a, here's a verse that's used a lot. In Genesis 12, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to know these numbers more than I do now, but yeah. whatever. In Genesis. <laughs> it says that God said to Abraham, whoever blesses you, I will bless, and whoever curses you, I will curse. Mm. Okay, because Abraham was this chosen person, yeah, who left his father's house to become this what we now maybe would think of as the father of monotheism, mm-hmm. or or one of the fathers of monotheism. Uh, a tr- he he is. We trace the monotheistic, the main three, yeah, back to that man, right? The Abrahamic traditions, yeah, and. There's even Abrahamic faith traditions now that are called like Abrahamic or Abrahamism, and right. and uh, because it's like a way mm-hmm. of being, and so that verse is used to defend Israel. Yeah, because of the Hebrew Scripture narrative of okay, well, who's Abraham? He's a father of this faith mm-hmm. of like the Jewish people. Yeah. And he had a son, Isaac. Mm-hmm. And then if you had, now you go into the, Ju, the Ju, like, what's the phrase? Judaic? Ju, what's the one where you combine it with Christian? Um, Judeo-Christian. Judeo-Christian narrative yeah. of Isaac's the Jewish kid. Yeah. But he also is the one who led to the, to the Messiah being born. That's the Christian narrative right, of right. it, right? The line of Jesus mm-hmm. is Abraham, Isaac, Jacob continuation yeah that's the jewish line right here's the thing is abraham had more than one son ishmael (laughs) ishmael was his firstborn yeah now in the in the bible narrative uh, ishmael came about because of a lack of faith Mm -hmm. so that's an interesting aspect of it yeah certainly not enough of an aspect to murder the palestinians (laughs) but but it's it's like in the Jewish mind, it's like, well, Ishmael, that was the lack of faith kid. Mm-hmm. But if you set that aside, what did God say in the Bible? Uh, God blessed Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he became, this is in the Bible. Yeah. He became the father or the head of 12 tribes. Yeah. So the Jewish narrative, because it's the Jewish Bible, so it's the Jewish narrative. Here's yeah. our people. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Here's all these tribes. Mm-hmm. Here's our people, right? So this particular book isn't necessarily about Ishmael and his tribes. Yeah. But just so you know, he has tribes too. And, he's and mentioned. God <laughs> blessed yeah. him. It's very important. And I think historically that has led to be what we would call the Arab people. But I don't know that if that's a fact. I think that, yeah. That's believed to be the case in faith communities. Right. And that affects modern decisions and thoughts. Yeah. These are the, these are, so I don't know if the Arab people are the Ishmael people, but I know that that's what a lot of people think the Arab people are. Yeah. 
And that's what I was told the arrow people mm-hmm. are. So if you use the Bible verse to say, if whoever blesses Abraham, I will bless, and whoever bl- curses Abraham, I will curse. Hey, if you only think that's about Israel, you're missing something pretty yeah. huge. Yeah. Abraham had more than one son. If you want to bless Abraham, bless his sons mm-hmm. and his daughters and his grandchildren and all of his descendants, which, by the way, make up a lot of people. Yeah. Some of them look like me, yeah. and some of them look darker than me, yeah. and some of them, they, uh, you know? And so in a lot of ways, you're talking about, like, the descendants of Abraham killing each other, and some of them thinking that they're more important than the other. Yeah. Um, and then you've got other you, world powers involved mm-hmm. to pick sides because of their national agendas. You veered yeah. off from the Bible. If you want to stick with the scriptures, and I think, I don't, again, any Muslim people watching, I hope that this is, by me leaving out Quran verses, I hope it's not seen as offensive. It's only because I don't know it well. Yeah. I've read it. I don't get it well. Yeah. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure my Muslim friends would at least appreciate the sentiment of like, yeah. Your descendants of Abraham and yeah, truly all one people. Yeah, and we're the same. Yeah, I think that that again is another uh, good argument for why we shouldn't have to pick a side. Yeah, yeah. Like we, the the point is the humanness of all of these people and the divinity of all these people. Yeah, and instead we're saying, oh no, our people are better than your people, and you know because. Uh, you've done us wrong. We are justified in in killing you. Yeah, and and that's just I don't understand. I don't understand it. I know a lot of it is coming from a place of deep hurt. Yeah, and hurt people tend to hurt people. Yeah, uh, and so I understand, you know, where it's coming from. I just don't understand why we can't see past that a little bit further, look at it a little bit more rationally, and say, for the good of all people, for the good of the world. Yeah. Why can we not set aside these differences and yeah. find some common ground and figure out a way for us all to get what we need? Yeah. I'd like to see, this is interesting, I'd like to see Christians get involved in ways that are in harmony with what the verses that I'm talking about, yeah. as opposed to what I've heard. Mm-hmm. There's been a Christian conservative evangelical push for as long as I have know of that is that sides with israel right yep using bible verses using the concept of being the chosen people yeah uh and i'd like those well i'm not so sure i'm making an appeal to the conservative evangelicals right now because that's not i'm not interested in making that appeal right now productive (laughs) i'm i would like to make an appeal to Abrahamic faith people, mm-hmm. Jewish people, and Christian people, and Muslim people, mm-hmm. to realize that the people of that tradition, whether it be for ethnic reasons, or faith reasons, or both, to try to see if we can transcend the political powers, because I don't think that whoever has the biggest bomb wins and then it, then we'll finally have peace. Yeah. That is the worst version of peace. And that's the, as the Crusades, it's the same crap. Yeah. Whoever if we finally destroy our enemy then there'll be peace. That's what that's what, you know, false power says. Mm. I'd like to see a narrative of like this. 
the last time I know of of Ishmael mentioned in the, in the Hebrew scriptures, at least in the Genesis narrative, I mean, his name might pop up later on. Yeah. It said that when Abraham died, Isaac and Ishmael buried him together. Hmm. And it's one of my favorite Bible verses. Um, so yeah, Isaac and Ishmael buried Abraham together. Where did they bury him? They buried him in what we would call Israel or Palestine. When I say Israel, I'm referring to ancient Israel faith reasons, not modern state. Right. And I just want to, like, it's the same important word. clarification. Yeah, I yeah. think it's an important clarification because it's not me taking sides. It's me with my limited political understanding just reverting back to my Bible language. And I don't think it's the same thing, so I think I it's don't an think important it is. distinction. Yeah, and then also it's, um, I think it's, imp- well, let me finish this thought. Yeah. Bear- what does it mean? What if what if the 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 faith people or and or the ethnicity people because there are plenty of Jews that are not believers in God right but I th- I'm still would invite them into this too mm-hmm. to say hey historically even if you're not into the God thing historically uh, Isaac and Ishmael the buried Abraham together what if we need to do that yeah what does it mean for us to bury our father together because if you bury your father together it reminds you that you're brothers yeah even if it's grief even if it's hard even if you don't really get along yeah you know what i mean well i think there's something really intimate about shared grief anyway so even beyond that sharing the grief of a loved one that you share you have different relationships with this person but you both had one and you're sharing in this grief there's something very like sacred about that sacred yeah and i think you know, if we if we remember that the importance of grieving together, I think mm-hmm. we could maybe see past. Oh, my side's right, your side's right, and just say, "This is horrific. You're yeah. hurting. I'm hurting. Yeah, like we are hurting, and it's. I mean, we should hurt together instead of you know continuing to attack each other." Yeah, I mean, if it was a holy place mm-hmm. that didn't have power controlling it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, again, my ideas are so my my way of thinking about peace in the world is so like grandiose, mystical, abstract. <laughs> yeah, I want to be like, just let that land be like, let people live there, but realize like this is a holy place, and mm-hmm. that just let it be that. And it's like, hey, dude, there still has to be like stop signs, and somebody has yeah. to decide where those go. Like there yeah. has to be some sort of structure, right? <laughs> but I, I like I was I'm looking down at. Like he when when Abraham died, they brought him back to this to this cave where he buried his wife. Mm-hmm. But but zooming out of that, the place was this is the place where he like ended up. Yeah. When he left his father and came to this place, and that's the same place that's being that they're fighting. Yeah. And you could go like well, nineteen forty eight, blah blah blah. But you could also zoom back and go. Um, British Empire yeah was there for a very long time they mm-hmm. were basically they after Rome yeah Britain did their thing and um that Palestine isn't necessarily the original name of that place either right it's just been that place for a really the name for a really long time mm-hmm. uh and so like to blame the UN 
I think is valid. Mm-hmm. But it's not the first time this has happened. To yeah. blame the modern state of Israel, valid. Not the first time this has happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. And so I'm like, I'd like, I'd love to see this shared grief. I'd love to see this ceasefire. I'd love to see this like, um, I don't know, peace. Yeah, I think if two two groups of people have a shared but separate sense of ownership over a land, mm-hmm. there's also a shared responsibility for it and for the other people who live there. And so, yeah. while the two-state solution is the dominant narrative in how to achieve peace yeah. there, I'm not sure that that is really the path forward. Mm. I think in the utopian world where peace can be achieved, which I'm not convinced is, is necessarily going to happen, at least anytime soon, uh-huh. I, I think what I picture is a one state where both groups representation are represented equally have equal say and get to maintain their independent cultural identities and have respect and honor for each other and for the holy places that they live well if you have respect and honor for each other you don't have a problem exactly i mean like so if it's two state one state ten states if you actually honor and respect each other i don't think there's going to be as much of these issues but i think that again i don't know a lot about hamas because i I don't just go, oh, look, there's a tank. They're the bad guys. <laughs> like, I just, I can't do it that the way. The tank's a tank. Yeah. But I don't think that either state mm-hmm. has healthy leadership. No. <laughs> no, definitely so, not. So it's sort of like to say, well, what if we had a two state and they were both? It's like, uh, there has to be better leadership if you're going to have two state. I'm with yeah. you on the one state, but it's all yeah. just like pipe dream thinking. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it can happen without... Um, at least the U.S., if not the U.N.'s intervention to help establish something right? where both people are equally represented in a government system yeah. where, you know, there are frequent elections held, there's safeguards in place, checks and balances of power yeah. so that you don't prevent one side from saying, oh, never mind, this is all ours, screw you guys. Um, I think it's it's going to take several world powers getting involved and saying we're, we're going to moderate this. I agree, but I think it needs to be several because I don't know if I we can trust any one entity. I agree. Yeah, the the U.S. included. I think everybody wants the U.S. to be the one to say. Well, this we've is what proven we're that we're on yeah. Israel's <laughs> side as a as a like if you follow the money yeah. at least. And policies. We've always been pro pro Israel, always. Yeah, like different yeah. presidents might vary on the extremity of how, yeah, how on their side. But, but it's, it's not like pretty, one yeah. comes in and just switches to Palestine. That's not yeah. how it's gone down, in my understanding, at least. And I understand why. It's because Israel's the only de- democracy in the area, and that's our our primary goal. Is we're spreading democracy. You could also, if met uh, for the sake of time, we maybe don't do this, but you could easily just mention race. Oh yeah, and it could. It could follow the whole path of this and conversation. And the Judeo-Christian tradition as well. Yes. I think that's another another element oh, of it. Okay. I found this out recently from a, a rabbi. I don't remember who it is, so apologies. Uh, so by not mentioning who it is, I'll, and I might paraphrase, <laughs> and, but I think the essence I've grasped. So there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a passage in Ezekiel 
this is an Old Testament or Hebrew scripture. Uh, it's a prophet. Mm-hmm. And there's a passage about the Valley of Dry Bones, which mm. is in the Christian world. It's one of the only times Ezekiel's mentioned. Yeah. Because Christians have a hard time processing Ezekiel. Um, and actually, a lot of times Christians have a hard time processing any of the Hebrew scriptures because of the bias yeah. of involved. If you already think you know where this story's headed and it all goes in and through Jesus, mm-hmm. then anything that's mentioned by the Old Testament prophets have to somehow be about that. Yeah. If you combine that with some of this modern understanding of like um, the agenda Bible verses to be on Israel's side as a, as mm-hmm. a nation state. Yeah. Valley of Dry Bones, uh, the bones are there, they come back to life. I mean, this is a short version. This rabbi was saying that conservative evangelical Christians have interpreted that verse in Mm -hmm. modern times as Israel was dead. Yeah. And the bone, they were in the valley and they were dry bones. And then when the United Nations reformed Israel in 1948, it was a rebirth. There was a rebirth mm. of them and they got their flesh back and now they're there again. Yeah. That isn't how Jewish people interpret their own book. Hmm. And I think it's really important yeah. to note that, that that interpretation is a conservative evangelical Christian interpretation, not even all of Christendom. Or yeah. Christianity interprets it that way. It's so interesting. And the most important part of that story is it's not how the rabbis interpret their own book. And anytime yeah. you're interpreting a different faith tradition's book, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's it might be fun to try, but whenever you have your own and it's different than theirs, and then you use it as a weapon, yeah. Whoa, God, like how many? <laughs> It, like it's like you're wrong, and then you double down, and then you double down on that. Mm-hmm. And so, I know Christians who just go, "Well, I have to be on Israel's side because God said He'll bless Abraham. Whoever blesses Abraham, I will bless. Whoever curses Abraham, I will curse." Uh, God reformed Israel in 1948. These are the end times. They're, the bones have come back. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Jews are like, "That's not what that verse is about." Mm-hmm. And also, go, the, the Abraham one, he had more than one son. Yeah. That's my, I, that's me. I, I haven't heard Jewish people say that, but right. like my understanding of the Bible. Because I'm always trying to find peace. Mm. And so I think it's important to note and admit if you have a holy book, yeah. you have your own agenda to it, and you can probably find verses to justify your thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's got yeah. them. You look at something through a particular lens, you're going to find what you're looking for. Oh, you including. Switch the lens. Yeah. Changes. <laughs> changes. And like yeah. we could find verses to justify going in and killing everyone in the country to take their land. Right. I want to find the verses that say things like, um, and. Isaac and Ishmael buried their father together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my style. Yeah, right? I get it. <laughs> I, I just don't know what that would mean. That's one of that's one of the things that's tough about uh, abstract thinking. Yeah, it's like what does it mean in twenty twenty three, about to be twenty twenty four, which is mm-hmm. wild. Uh, Israel, Palestine. There's Israel. There's Palestine. There, there's the UN. There's the countries all around there. There's the United States. There's yeah. Jewish people. There are Jewish people that are God followers 
mm-hmm. there are Jewish people that are God followers in ways that are beautiful. There's some that are in ways that are not. There are Jewish people that don't believe in God. Right. There are Arab people that don't believe in God. Yeah. There are Arab <laughs> people that do believe in God in ways that are beautiful and also in ways that are not. There are people that God, they're not, they're not the faith at all. Mm-hmm. But they pretend to be on both sides. Yeah. To pretend that in the name of their God, in the name of their Bible verse or their Quran verse or Hebrew scripture verse, this is why we're doing it and this is why we're right. Meanwhile, they're not they're not like even connect praying to God about this. They're mm-hmm. just like, Oh, we can use this. Yeah. And uh that to me is the saddest part is mm-hmm. when you use when you hijack what could be beautiful. Yeah. You know, the idea of uh, uh, an ancient Jewish person or the ancient Jewish tradition or uh, Islam coming along and saying, hey, we have our own calling too. It's not just the chosen people of the Jews, but we we matter too. Yeah. And to, to say, well, you pray this way at this place. We pray this way at this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it could be great. I, yeah, I think so, too. It could be great. You yeah. know, I want I want to know people who pray differently than I... Is that how you say it? Differently? Mm-hmm. Okay, differently than I do? Yeah. I want to learn from that. Oh, man. But I... I want somebody to figure out how to bury abraham together yeah it could be that all of the citizens along with these powers that come in that could be the neutral parties mm-hmm. what if you know like i'm just making this up on the spot yeah if 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 five or ten groups came in from around the world that were as neutral as possible if that's even possible yeah <laughs> and said hey we're gonna mm-hmm. figure this thing out together. I'd like to. I'd like to see the faith people, or even if they're not faith people, but just non-state related power structure people, just the human beings living there. Yeah. Bury Abraham together and mm-hmm. have like ceremonies of like instead of burying the hatchet, it'd be like burying their father. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Because Abraham, some people don't even believe he was a. L- one historical person, but like a a mixture of ancient people that came to assemble. Cer- yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. And that's what I mean. Like, if you believe yeah. it's only one, then believe it's only one. It doesn't matter whether it's literal or not. Yeah. In that case, yeah. yeah. And if you think it has to be literal, then believe it's literal. Yeah, sure, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but if it, if you're cool with it being like the Abrahamic way that came up, you know. Mm-hmm. I, but I don't even know what it means to bury that. Is it to you know what I mean? Yeah. He's already buried. Like Right. In a literal sense. In the literal sense. What does it yeah. mean to figuratively bury Abraham? Is it to stop arguing over what he meant or what, who he is or what? Ab- yeah. I think my, my interpretation of that off the fly yeah. would be to acknowledge the shared heritage. Oh, of course. To, yes. to acknowledge the shared ancestry, the shared humanity. Like that's that's the common thread is we are the same. We are not yeah. different. We are the same. Yeah. Um, and to acknowledge that means to put down your weapons and shake hands with your brother. Yes. 
And this is what Christianity could represent in the world, by the way. Because yeah. Christianity is this is this like step sibling mm -hmm. of what's happening there. Yeah. Technically, an outsider, mm -hmm. right? Uh, if you're talking DNA, mm -hmm. an outsider to that land. Yeah. But a welcome visitor, if you're there because of your belief in Jesus mm -hmm. and your belief in these narratives that Muslims agree believe happened too, they might believe different details about what happened. Right, but a lot but of if it you're is talking very about, similar. Yeah, if you're talking about Moses and Abraham, like, yeah, yeah. that's one of the reasons why yeah. we're here too. Yeah. Uh, but Christians don't have the bloodline. Mm -hmm. Well, unless they're unless they're Arab people. I mean, right. but Christianity doesn't have the bloodline, and uh, could come in because again, if Christians were Christ-like, yeah, <laughs> maybe emphasis, yeah, like like the way of, the way of Jesus would yeah. probably be a nonviolent way mm -hmm. that would appeal back to faith yeah would appeal back to abraham recognizing the oppressed the yeah the lowly oh, the meek the, you know he was talking about it all the time <laughs> yeah. and doing it yeah and then he also this is one of the things you probably heard me say before but he see a galilee is right on the northern part mm -hmm. and he started his ministry within the israel part but he also said Hey, I've got all these other sheep you don't even know about. Yeah. And I he would like get in the boat and go over to the other side of the lake, which mm -hmm. would be like the other side of the tracks. Yeah. And like that's like Syria and Jordan. Yeah. And uh apparently he did not consider them to be his enemies. Right. Right? <laughs> all from the same people. <laughs> all from the same people. So I think if a follower of Jesus, or I should say a Gentile follower of Jesus, a yeah. non Jewish or non Arab. Mm-hmm non-semitic follower of jesus right is a believer in a the way of a person but you're visiting that land as a bit of an outsider mm -hmm. so wow you shouldn't be taking sides yeah wow you shouldn't <laughs> be taking sides and if you do take a side it should be the side of peace or the side of love or the, the side, side of, of all people yeah human beings and their rights yeah to, yeah in life and well-being and all those right things that we say we value and hold sacred in our modern society. Right. Um, what are we forgetting or what do we need to... Because, I mean, you know, we can't cover... Yeah. <laughs> I don't Yeah, I don't know. All of it. Um, I, I can't help but think this might be... And we can't talk about the fullness of this, but just a, a thought that I have for another time is uh, colonialism yeah. or em empirical ways... Mm -hmm. seem to be at the heart of the problem. Yeah. And like, so, ending, ending it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Again, I'm like, I'm always like, just end colonization. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Check. <laughs> Cross that off my to-do list. <laughs> yeah, like, um, mail, yeah. mail my power bill, <laughs> Get more propane for the tank and colonization. Take the dog out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think that would help tremendously. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's interesting to see how um, the different thoughts about imperialism and colonization have changed 
throughout history. Like yeah. Those ideas are still very prevalent today, even if they are sort of diluted in many regions of the world, where um, we're looking at it with a more examined lens yeah. of, okay, this is maybe wasn't our best look. <laughs> right. Um, but it's, it's still very prevalent in a lot of the world and uh, something to think about that not everybody is looking at it like, oh, this is a form of oppression. Yeah. When we go and steal people's land and we oppress them, that's a bad thing. <laughs> there are people who don't see it that way. Right, because um, of their right to the land. Yeah, their right to the land. And in some ways it's because of God. Yeah. In some ways it might just be because of the... Could be the state. A power that yeah. said so, right? Mm -hmm. And so back to the beginning when I said I could move there, I could move there right now, become a dual citizen, mm -hmm. and join the military. I'd have to join the military, but because I'm older, it would just be like on reserves or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, no way, man. Yeah. I don't want to be in the military. No. <laughs> uh, but like, I think that anyone watching, listening, instead of just clicking on a thing you like or listening to the news source you like, I, I would recommend uh, having friends of different traditions that see things from different perspectives and actually listening to their perspectives. Yeah. Because I was only around the Jewish perspective when I was a kid, mm -hmm. Christian perspective later. It was only in my intent on purpose to go outside of that to have friends with different perspectives that I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. Because like I was literally told like we were almost annihilated. So the UN was like, hey, there's millions of them that were murdered and millions more. They don't have a place to go. They're Jewish. Israel's where the Jews are from. Send them there. And yeah. I, I, as a kid, I was like, I'm so glad they did that. And I yeah. was like, I get to visit the land that my people were from. Yeah. It was just, it really was a pure thought. It mm. wasn't anti Palestinian. Yeah. It was then I meet Muslims mm -hmm. and Arabs and here, like, hey, you know, there are people there. Yeah. And you know, they moved them. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> really? Like, as a kid, I remember just thinking they probably just put them wherever there weren't people. <laughs> yeah. Because that makes the most sense. <laughs> it does, yeah. Right? <laughs> like, oh, let's just have these other, you know, areas for yeah. these people that... Or my know. friend that's from Syria that touches Israel-Palestine on a map right mm -hmm. there. And actually, Palestine was called something like Syria-Palestine a long time ago. Yeah, I don't know the... It, my point the is, the, we need to remember that boundaries aren't the ancient boundaries. No. They've and changed so, a lot over Yeah, years. so that's important. But like... I wanted to go t to what he would call Codes, the mm -hmm. holy city, or I would call Jerusalem. Right. Uh, same place, different language. Mm -hmm. I don't see them as two different things. There's just different languages that describe places, maybe for different reasons. Same place, same essence, in my opinion. Yeah. We were going to go pray together, and he's not allowed in. Mm -hmm. So he can't even visit. Wow. Right? And I, as a completely naive you know, I was just sort of like, well, well, Palestine, why wouldn't Palestine government let you in? And it was like, hmm, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so, so, but, but if you remove politics mm. and the purity of it, anyone who is a human with a heart that knows people of different traditions, they would want he and I to be able to get on a plane and go pray together. Why wouldn't they want that? Right. And then if you want that, why wouldn't you want us to be able, if we didn't live here, if we lived there, mm -hmm. do it there. 
every day. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll have a cup of coffee, and then we'll go pray together there. Because yeah. we think there means something. Mm-hmm. As a human being, if, you, if you're not cool with that, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't either. I just, I just don't. I, I can't really fathom it. Like, how, how can you feel so self-righteous, so justified in your own tradition, your own, uh, you know, yeah. thought, um, school, school of thought, uh, yeah. that you can't invite people in? It's always us versus them. I think that's going back to the, that's the right. scripture that you yeah. referenced. It's, oh, instead of saying we're from the same people... It can be easily misinterpreted to, oh, if you're not with me, you're against me. Yeah. And, oh, you're different from me. That means you're against me. You don't have the same beliefs as me. You're against me. You're now my enemy. And I think it's so easy for those things to get distorted based on your interpretation. And, and you know, this was something that, this was talked about a lot when I was a kid. Peace in the Middle East. Yeah. It never went away, but people stopped talking about it as much. Right. Same with... um. Same with the oppression of African Americans. Mm. It, it was in 80s, 90s, it was talked about yeah. more. And then it kind of, at least the main media sources. Yeah. The, you know, like I was following the other ones too, mm-hmm. but I'm talking, you just turn on the TV or the newspaper. It used to be like peace in the Middle East and police brutality among black Americans. Yeah. Rodney King and all mm-hmm. that. And then it was like, didn't stop, but it stopped being like... It was quieter. Let's, yeah, it got yeah. quieted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so something has happened in the last few years that, I mean, COVID could easily be like a... Like a... What's it? Like a bookmark mm-hmm. almost of like... I, I'm not so sure it caused... There's a correlation. But there's least. a correlation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I by no means... Am glad that COVID existed. People are dead. I don't like yeah. that. But I am sort of glad that something disrupted the quiet. Yeah, the status quo. Yeah. You know, and so I'm not glad that Israel and Palestine are killing each other. I'm mm-hmm. not glad that there's war. I'm not glad that there's murder. But I am. I am like. I have hope. Mm-hmm that the attention can lead to peace instead of it just get going away over like we just don't talk about that anymore yeah you know mm-hmm. i have that hope with here with oppressed people here mm-hmm. i have the hope over there it's yeah. the same it's the same hope can we get it right this time or at least can we can we get it's on the, the right path yeah like if this thing's going to take a hundred years mm-hmm. 200 years i mean i guess sociologists could probably estimate if we get on the path like this mm-hmm. within one generation this is what might happen within two three four five yeah Let, can we at least get on that path yeah let's start today you yeah know, like Barry Abraham or whatever it is <laughs> yeah. and get that state mm-hmm. with representation different people around is it going to be perfect no maybe it's the right direction yeah i would love that Mm-hmm. I w- my heart is already a part of it. I just don't know how I would ever be relevant, with the exception of as a Jewish voice in America yeah. being just mine, like not the Jewish voice, but just mine. Yeah, this is what I was told, mm-hmm. and I think it's if we're not careful, 
by only picking a side. Let's say you pick Palestine side because they're oppressed. Sure. You can be like, you know that anti-Semitism includes anti-Jewish people and that still exists and that's bad. It's also a form it's of oppression. Bad, yeah. Right? But if you just pick Israel side. <laughs> yeah. Because like, look what happened to the Jews in the Holocaust. And pick, we'll pick Israel side. Mm-hmm. Then you go like, you see what's been happening here? Yeah. That's bad. Right, yeah. Right? Holocaust, horrible. Yeah. Displacing people that were there for generations, Mm -hmm. horrible. Murder, just border movement. Yeah. Somebody somebody figured this out. It sounds like you should be on the the panel. Oh, probably not, no. You don't think so? They wouldn't want me. (laughs) I think think you're exactly who should be on it because, (laughs) because it's like... You're not an Israeli. I don't have a dog in this fight. Yeah, you don't have a dog in the fight with the exception of the humanity cause. In which case, I have all the dogs in the fight. And you're a human. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think (laughs) it's interesting. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. All right, uh, to wrap it up, any closing thoughts or did we already close the thoughts? I don't know. I, I do have one question, actually. Okay. That... I was curious about, I know you've talked a lot about how your mother never liked that you talked about being Jewish and things like that. Yeah. So my question is probably twofold, I think. Yeah. Um, One, was that because she herself experienced a great deal of anti-Semitism? And the second part of that question is, as a Jewish person who's open about being Jewish, have you experienced anti-semitism and how has that shaped your opinions of what it means to be jewish wow yeah yeah good really solid questions so just really quickly to my knowledge my mom never experienced any um persecution for being jewish Mm -hmm. um i can't speak on her behalf like maybe there were times she was mocked or something like that right but she's never told me any stories that are like the deep wound trauma kind of things gotcha the trauma was the like her grandmother, mm-hmm. who I was still alive when I was born, Bubby, uh, the oldest woman in the Jewish family, like the matriarch of yeah. it all. It's a matriarchal culture, really, mm-hmm. and um, which I am all about. Yeah, and cool. uh, Bubby, she moved to the United States, and her husband and that side of the family. I think it was like 1910. Okay. So this is still Russian Empire oppression. Mm-hmm. It's not what we would call the Holocaust, but it might as well have been. It's the same vibe. Yeah. You know, like I heard one comedian just say like, Hitler was just the best at it. Yeah. You know, uh, Stalin was really good at it too. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. maybe even better, who knows, but it was bad. So we, we came over. So my mom was like growing up, her grandmother was constantly talking about it. So my mom didn't experience it, but she wasn't reading about it in books. She was, her grandmother was telling her. Yeah. That's, that's a thing that's Mm -hmm. powerful. So then they're living in a Jewish neighborhood in LA. So as soon as she leaves LA, she goes, if I'm not Jewish, I Mm. won't go through this. Interesting. Just like maybe in the Holocaust, if you could somehow pull off convincing someone you're not Jewish, you don't get murdered. Yeah. So then she tells me, we're not going to tell people we're Jewish now that we moved. 
Mm -hmm. And I grow up as white Jason. (laughs) And whiteness was the way out of the Mm -hmm. oppression. And anytime converting to a color is the way out of oppression, it shows you that the color system's wrong. Yeah. Right? Whatever Jews are. Hmm. Because some of them are brown, some of them are lighter, whatever. But I grew up beach kid in Florida, moved from LA, and now I'm just white Jason. Nobody says anything, except every once in a while, it would sort of like come up with, so this is transitioning to me. Yeah. And I would have friends say something like, Oh, and Jew boy over here. <laughs> but that was like the worst of it. Nobody ever did anything right. to me. Yeah. But I was always like, what? Because I didn't even understand what they were talking about because no mm-hmm. one ever explained what it was was to be Jewish. I just yeah. knew I was Jewish. Right. I didn't know the stereotypes. And so someone would be like, oh, yeah, he was asking 24, but I Jewed him down to 10. <laughs> and I would be like, what? Like, And then they'd go, oh, sorry, bro. Like they right. were saying this anti-Semitic mocking. Yeah. Stereotypical, a stereotype yeah. of a cultural a stereotype that I didn't even know existed at the time. So you weren't particularly hurt by I wasn't hurt because I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess, are we cheap or something? You know, I now know the answer is yes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but um, but I, I feel like I'm allowed to say that in yeah. a funny way. But it's only, it's only in silly ways. I don't mm. mean it as an entire people group. Right, right, right. I'm just trying to be silly. Yeah. But like, I, I would say no. But when I moved to Boone... Mm-hmm. Um, now keep in mind, I was on double, double camouflage in Boone. Yeah. I'm white Jason and I'm a Christian pastor. That's like triple camouflage. Yeah. And quadruple, if you count, if I acknowledge I'm Jewish, then they think I'm even better Mm -hmm. because of this Israel Jesus thing. I'm like checking all the boxes Mm -hmm. as long as I'm not too Jewish. Right. And that's an interesting thing that Mm -hmm. I think oppressed people group. It's like be yourself, but not too much within yourself. this boundary. Yeah, yeah. still act. Interesting. Still. So I heard, you know, as a brand new pastor in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. did done youth ministry for a decade. Now I'm in Boone in this in the Appalachian Mountains, and I'm under quadruple camouflage. Yeah. And then a, an older man says, when he finds out I'm Jewish, he says, "Oh, up on Junaluska is where all the blacks and Jews used to live." Mm-hmm. And so what? That that's what he's that's how he responded to me the first time he found out I was Jewish. Interesting. So I'm now one of them. Gotcha. I'm okay with him because of the quadruple camouflage. I'm I'm white Jason, yeah. I'm Christian Pastor Jason. Yeah. And my Jewishness is fine as long as it's like a little bit of but the other stuff is really but if you want to be super jewish you might want to go back to junaluska yeah that's kind of how i felt it's not persecution i'm not i'm just answering your question yeah i I want zero pity for that but i felt like oh interesting it's so interesting and that's why one time i was doing a co-teaching with reggie Mm -hmm. and i mentioned this on the stage and i was like and now reggie and i we live in a different part of town, about five houses away. So that's where the blacks and Jews live now. And it's Everybody like, follow us. Yeah. And it's like, uh, but it's interesting how, maybe a closing thought, it's interesting how there are assumptions of what I would think about Israel-Palestine. Yeah. Based on me being Jewish. Right. And the only assumption mm-hmm. is that I'd be on the side of Israel. Yeah. As opposed to on the side of humanity, on the yeah. side of peace. I'm curious about your mom, too, in the sense that, you know, she 
at once you guys left the Jewish community yeah. in LA, yeah. she was suddenly very much like, don't tell anybody. She never Jewish. told anybody, her friends, even to this day, yeah. most of them don't know she's Jewish. I wonder if there was a sense of security being in a, in a Jewish bubble. Absolutely. And I wonder if she would have more of those sort of Zionist thoughts. If she stayed in that? Yeah, because if you have a sense of security in a, a community of people who are your people, yeah, I think most people would tend to think, oh, a nation state for just these people is a good idea. Yeah. So I, and I get it. it. Yeah, <laughs> and if you add the religious aspect yeah. to it and your scripture justification and you're always hearing that. Yeah, and you've heard about the oppression from your ancestors. Be careful, you know, yeah. this is this is what the world is like. You know, people are always going to be persecuting you. You need to be careful. Yeah. Like, I, I see where it comes from. And I was fed that not through the Jewish pipeline as much as I was fed through the Christian pipeline. Right. Until I was reading the scriptures, mm-hmm. which is so ironic. Yeah. <laughs> because it that's is. where the pipeline's supposed to flow through. Yeah. That's all about interpretation. <laughs> it is. You know? And the so, lens that you're looking through. Yeah. So if my, if my lens is peace, mm-hmm. love... You community know, yeah all that yeah. humanity then i'm gonna go did you ever notice that it said that god blessed ishmael yeah and he had like 12 the father of tribes that's cool and i was like uh, highlighting that because i'm like yeah. if anybody is like anti-ishmael i'm gonna be Boom. like god's not anti-ishmael yeah you know <laughs> read, it. <laughs> read it but then i'm like but the place that i'm at in my life now i don't need the bible to tell me to love people yeah i don't need the bible to be like you know palestinians are humans right yeah i don't if you need the book to tell you that, I feel like something's wrong. There's an evolutionary problem there at that point. <laughs> I think you're right. Like, yeah. At this point, we should have a general sense of kindness for the other person. Yeah. You know, I don't know. All right. So, closing thought, closing sentence. Do we have anything? A little n- nugget of wisdom? I don't think so. Yeah, we already nailed it. I already dispelled all of my nuggets. Yeah. Maybe the closing thought would be send this to all the world leaders because we've nailed it. Yeah. Also, like, we would love to hear people's thoughts, I think. Oh, I don't, that's a new one for Things yeah. About Things. Like, Email me at jason at thingsaboutthings.com. Yeah. If it's if you want to chat with Haley, I'll forward Haley the email. Yeah. I think it would be great to hear other people's perspectives. and. Yeah, you know, where did we get this wrong? What did we forget? To, yeah, what are we not seeing? You know, because yeah. I, I don't want to think that, you know, because this is, you know, where my head is at right now, that this is the only way and I have the full picture and yeah. this, this is what's right. Um, but that would be so American of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> it really would. But I think, yeah, I'm, I'm open to learning more. I think yeah. there's so much more to learn. There's so many perspectives out there. And, yeah. Um, we only shared two of them today. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I'll, I'll end it with what you just said.